Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where we are talking today about season two, episode 13, a bicyclops built for two, bicyclops, not sure how to say it. <laughs> I am Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by my co-host Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, Lindsay. It's good. After taking like a month off, it feels like we're recording this like five days after recording the last <laughs> one, so... Yeah, real back-to-back energy here. <laughs> yes. So I don't know how much banter we'll have. I and mean, we probably had too much banter in the previous episode, but <laughs> yeah, I guess we only have five days of banter worth, worth of catching up here. I thought you were going to say we probably did too much pre-show banter, like we already squandered all of it. <laughs> well, I heard about Lindsay getting her coat waxed. Yes, that that's is, a, that is that's correct. a Canadian thing. <laughs> I, so I think this is either Canadian or this is bougie. Like you've officially entered a higher social class by waxing your uh, your winter coat. Yeah, so I think probably both. But um, <laughs> so my coat is a fall raven coat, which is like Scandinavian something something. So bougie from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But also everyone in Vancouver wears blundstones, which are these Australian boots. Mm-hmm. The fact that you appear to be Googling them makes me think that New York is just a different place entirely. <laughs> More likely that... I can't name a single boot brand. I have seen these things before. Yeah, Yeah. Incredible. Yes. So everyone (laughs) in Vancouver wears those. And those often people will wax them to make them waterproof because you just want to wear them all the time. But they're super not waterproof. Similarly, my coat, only water resistant, not waterproof. But I live in Vancouver and it rains 100% of the time from November to April. (laughs) Yeah, you're in full hell mode. (laughs) Yeah. When I first moved here, the very first thing I purchased was a fully waterproof raincoat yeah. and then now we have transitioned into it's too cold so i need a warm coat that is also waterproof so uh, i just bought this coat this weekend and they were like we can wax it wow. for free i was like do it okay wax okay it so not even bougie it's free <laughs> i mean the coat I, is bougie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think i don't know i think if they you can like buy a block of this wax for 15 dollars and self wax i don't want to self wax that's exactly yeah. right it looks like a bar of soap and i don't know how <laughs> It works exactly. I told Alex before the show, I said that it's sort of like making your coat sort of like a duck. Yes. <laughs> and that it's like the water just like balls up on it and rolls off. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Alex, you saw a movie. I was teased with an anecdote. I, yes, I have an anecdote. We saw a like seemingly pretty small indie sci fi film called There's Something in the Dirt which is a very weird title and we can never remember it. And we've just, we've started calling it there's dirt in them, their hills thing, <laughs> like an old prospector because we can't remember the title of the movie. Concern it. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it was the like directors and actor, the directors and actors who were the same people were there for like a Q and a after watching the movie. And it was like one of the, most disastrous Q&A panels I've ever been to. I don't know if you've ever been to like a horrible Q&A panel, but the moderator was just like seemingly some DJ that they kind of (laughs) knew, maybe had some sort of association with the movie. And he started the Q&A by saying like, I'm way too baked to do this. And then (laughs) it was like a parody of being your obnoxious stone friend who just is like rambling and like, thinks he's being profound but is saying nothing and like a million different thoughts that are like all trying to form a coherent question but never actually asking a question and just a lot of that and it was a a very silly experience (laughs) did you ask any questions um no it was just the moderator asking questions oh my god which i think was like intended but it it was a good i I feel bad because the 
the directors were like, oh, please like spread word of mouth or whatever. Like, thank you for like supporting independent cinema. So I hate shitting on their terrible Q&A, but it was a good movie. So I guess go see it if you like, you know, weird little sci-fi films, but do not (laughs) hire stoned DJs to produce your Q&A session. I can honestly say I've never been to a movie theater Q&A session, but we used to occasionally have like, we call them talkbacks after plays that I was a part of. And those okay. sometimes were disastrous as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I I have been to like Comic Con panels and stuff. You know, mm. feels a bit a bit like that. But yeah, this was this was very rough. Yes, yes. Alex, it's election day tomorrow. <laughs> it is election day tomorrow. Should I was gonna say, should we make predictions because it's Futurama, but I'm afraid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we were like actively podcasting The Simpsons during the 2020 election. That I don't remember right. our if we had any takes or if we had any episodes where it was like, well, it's the I think we did have an episode the day after like Biden was officially announced. That sounds better. right. Yeah, I don't remember. That feels yeah. like an eternity ago. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord, how have we been podcasting this long? <laughs> Yeah, we've now known each other like longer than many of my other friendships. <laughs> a long time. It's a very long time. I was looking today, um, not at our friendship duration, but I was looking at the episode list for the podcast, and we have put out 21 episodes of this somehow. Yeah. How did that happen? I guess that seems yeah. right, but like, yeah. what? <laughs> Again, it is very easy to just do one at a time, have a goal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot easier to kind of get through these than simpsons kind of like starting to meander towards the towards the end of that run yes i also should say i made a commitment to you as one of my oldest friends alex i should tell (laughs) you that i broke my commitment where i said i would watch last week's new treehouse of horror episode and it was not yet added to disney plus but it should be there now so i can watch it this week Okay, I have broken my commitment to you of watching <laughs> Paperback Hero, despite your incredible apathy and disinterest in me watching this movie. I continue to break that promise. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting yeah. for the day when you follow through. <laughs> oh my god, incredible! All right, well, let's talk about this episode. Way better than last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this episode. Uh, maybe my favorite side characters ever, or so far at least, are the disgusting rat couple and pig <laughs> who are just acting as if they're part of a sitcom audience. I really love those guys. <laughs> That's very funny. That's a, a very good take that they're your favorite so far. I don't know who we're <laughs> besmirching by saying that. Yeah, but Flexo, the... yeah. True, yeah. Who else? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But the premise for the episode, just the IMDb two line thing is after learning that there is a second cyclops still in existence, Leela travels back to her home world to ensure that her species does not go extinct. So you called it as a Leela dating episode. I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's considered a win, I think. No bicycles, no no bicycles yeah. built for two, but you mm-hmm. know, we do what we can. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yes, let's see. The opening caption on this one is, this episode has been modified to fit your primitive screen. Yeah, true. Back in the day of, like, uh, you know, this episode came out 20 years ago, and now we have, like, 8K, like, ultra HD TVs, right? It's true. Like, have we encountered the episode yet where they're like, oh, you can't even see my naughty tattoo because your TV is too (laughs) shitty? All right, well. No, I don't think so. Spoiler alert for a lot in the future, but Amy has a tattoo and it doesn't show up on our crappy like too TVs. Too blurry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Boop Corner. Boop, there it is. I have written down Frankenstein's Monster. 
Okay. Yes. I have Frankenstein guy being reanimated. There, yeah. <laughs> first of all, there's a podcast I listen to called Judge John Hodgman, which you may be familiar mm-hmm. with. Yes. I'm not. No. Do you know who John Hodgman is? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. So he's the guy who was the PC in the PC versus Mac commercials. Okay. Sure. For. God, what's the other guy's name? Justin Long. <laughs> or Justin Long, yeah. Although I think he's been done better than John John Hodgman, to be fair. Because I, I Is knew that Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah. 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 John Hodgman has a podcast. <laughs> okay. It's called Judge John Hodgman, and they settle very petty disputes. He also has okay. a column in the New York Times magazine every week where he settles a very small one. So like recent ones have been like, I want to do the New York Times spelling bee, but my husband sometimes gets up before me and <laughs> d- finishes it in our shared account. Sure. What should we Are do? Are you a bee head? Obviously, of course. I think we've yeah. talked about this, how friggin' Ken yeah. Jennings got Queen Bee for oh, like a yeah. week and no one was relating to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. I've never gotten Queen Bee. I settle, like, if I can hit genius, that's like my goal for the day. I'm not I'm not very good at it. Uh, and, and I've fallen off the crosswords too. I My oh. my whole like word game brain has been, been dissolved over the past two years. I guess you've been too busy building your board game, but I was going to say maybe you've just true. gotten into other things and... Uh, are not as trapped in your house like I am, where I'm like still yeah. committed to all of these <laughs> things. Yeah, uh, probably speaks better of you than it does of me. I, I don't think so. I I, I was. <laughs> did you le- le- hear my like Tetris anecdotes of like? It's uh... a good point. There has been a lot of chess hallucination talk on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I started to say the Judge John Hodgman thing. It was a real digression, but he makes a point of being like. He calls it a Frankenstein, and he's always like, everyone writes in, and they're always like, it's Frankenstein's monster. And he's like, no, it's a Frankenstein. Yeah, and that's, that's just what, what it's accepted of. as now. Y- yes. I, so. I, uh, I wrote Frankenstein's monster very intentionally yes. being one of those people. That's what made me write it down, just because I, uh, yeah. or made me think of it, just because I was like, Frankenstein guy, and it made me think of him. <laughs> it's a Frankenstein. He also calls vampires Draculas. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's really just a bit. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what is this? What it is. Yeah, what's the yes. deal with the spook corner? Yes. Hollywood Capers is what this is. A 1935 mm-hmm. short animated film of the Looney Tunes series. A lot of Looney Tunes. And guess what? <laughs> guess who's back this week, Alex? Oh, God. Uh, so recurring characters in Boop Corners, obviously Boop herself. There's like an old grandpa. There's some sort of pig. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only recurring characters that I know. Who Who do we have here? So this is Beans the Cat again. This is the exact same Oh, of course. One. The like, like kind of black facey cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Last week we were like, there's a guy bouncing in a tree or something. And it was like in sepia tones. And then this week it is from the exact same thing. <laughs> so they used it two weeks in a row. Beans the Cat is this one that I feel a little bit mm-hmm. uncomfortable watching. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so Beans the Cat. And we talked about this last week. He Basically, there's this robot, a Frankenstein-esque robot, it says, is on the table, and he activates him and has to escape or whatever. So it was relevant last week because we were talking about Bender and the Ultimate Fighting League or whatever. And here, it's uh, I don't know how it's relevant. They apparently just liked the animation. <laughs> I wonder if there's any like rhyme or reason to the to boot corner segments where like is it just one dude who's like oh well, like let's exhaust the beans the cat library and then go on to some someone else or is it you know maybe there's some secret through line with all this stuff. So they reused a couple of them multiple times. This is I think the second time. Last week was the first time that I remember thinking this is relevant to what we're talking about. But I think most of the time it's just like yeah hey, here's an old cartoon. 
Maybe we should yeah. be tracking this, not tracking it in any meaningful way. Just like, should we be watching <laughs> to see if it's relevant? Right. This one, I guess there anything relevant with Frankenstein's monster. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not really. It doesn't feel relevant. Kind of a, a solitary dude, kind of like up to no good, kind of like Lila's boyfriend in this episode. But that's a real Fair. stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what made me think of this. I'm just going to share one more anecdote because I was talking yeah. about what a loser I am with the crossword puzzle. <laughs> sure. Okay, loser uh, corner. <laughs> loser yeah. corner. I just, I feel like no one else will appreciate this, but it's, this one's for you. So yeah. last week I famously wrote my midterm and... Mm. <laughs> a very Canadian phrase, by the way. We don't, we don't call it writing a test. Whoa, what do you say? Taking took, a test. Yeah. I took, took your midterm. I, what did I say? Or, I said, uh, wrote my midterm. Right. Yeah. Oh. I feel like yes. that's that's yes. a holdover from like the Queen and from England of like, oh, I'm gonna like write my write my exams. Write my like, yes, yeah. yes, I would never say take my exams. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's like a British thing that to be like, I took my A levels. Hmm. hmm. I think write is is British. We'll have to <laughs> write write in everyone or or take yeah. in. <laughs> take in exactly. Anyway, so today. I received a message via Canvas from my professor that said, I heard from a student last week that they weren't able to see the feedback on their midterm. They were only able to see their grade. Can you check and see if you can see your actual feedback? And I was like, oh, he clearly sent this to everyone. No, he sent it only to me because he knew that oh, I wow. would be the one that would be like immediately checking. Like, I have an email from my teacher. I have to read it immediately. And I responded <laughs> with him like one energy. minute and then was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. And then I texted one of my friends. And she was like, of course, he emailed you because he knew you would <laughs> respond instantly. Such teachers had energy. It's truly tragic. This is, this is especially <laughs> disturbing because I imagine that this is like a fairly like sciencey computer based course a lot of yeah. like follow like following along to his lectures so it's like it's not like an i imagine this is not like an english course where there's like a ton of discussion and no. like him getting <laughs> to know the students so you're just giving out no. big teacher's pet vibes yeah i think my guess would be that he is using some like essentially spy techniques in the canvas <laughs> famously for anyone who's a student out there and doesn't know this your professor can see what you do on canvas <laughs> Like screen capture or no, they like can see what stuff. pages you're clicking on and yeah. like when you're on there. So yeah. this professor is the first one to be open about that where he's been like, I can see that like all of you were on Canvas on Sunday before the yeah. midterm. Clearly you had a bad weekend. And yeah. so I think he sees that I am just compulsively on there looking for affirmation <laughs> that I'm doing a good job. So yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I, I would have used that all the time as a teacher. I would have really put the fear of God into them of letting them know that I constantly know everything that they're doing about this class. <laughs> well, yeah. One time he made this allusion to the fact that he was like, I know or have you all watched the videos for this lecture? Because yeah. you seem to be struggling. And everyone was like, yes. And he's like, well, I know that you haven't. And I was like, he's talking about that we haven't clicked on the links. <laughs> Click on the and links, no believe guys. Me. I'm a big conspiracy theorist about this class. But it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for that diversion. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're like, the number one student. I'm the number one dork. I didn't even like do the <laughs> best in the class on the midterm. I'm just constantly the teacher. But best. surely... So you're the number one dork, but surely you are also more interesting than a lot of people in this class where you're like, you're podcasting all the time. You're mm -hmm. like, you Do can you podcast. Yeah. I mean, you can like carry conversation and like tell anecdotes and be a generally, 
you know, interesting person. So <laughs> number one best. dork, but, but great all around person. This is my number one in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Thank you, Alex. That was very kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's see what's happening. All right. So we open up the episode. Professor Farnsworth, after several years, has managed to successfully get them online via AOL. <laughs> and they are basically entering the metaverse. <laughs> I, I think I can top your number one dork by sharing my AOL oh my screen God. name. Do you have a particularly dorky one? I didn't have an AOL screen name. <laughs> okay. Mine was Zelda Master 010. So. Oh, Alex, that's wonderful yeah. i really like zelda <laughs> i mean me too man yeah. okay another thing from judge john hodgman he <laughs> one time said that he has never played a zelda game and then he said wait the only zelda game i've played is that there is this one account and i can't remember what it was called he's like there's this one twitter account where every six months the owner of the account will go zelda is the boy <laughs> just to rile up all the people on twitter and i love nice. playing that game and seeing how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good, uh, good game. Very good game. Yeah, so this is very much like the metaverse, I think, with all the ads flying at yes. you, and you can just like go into whatever chat room you want and presumably buy clothes and whatever. But notably in this game, you have legs. Yes, the, uh, the metaverse is very excited about the addition of legs. I mean, this is like well-trodden ground, but mm -hmm. nobody cares about the metaverse. It looks terrible. I get ads yep. for it all the time, and I'm like, this looks truly awful. In these five days between talking to you, I'd actually seen a screenshot of, so they go into the metaverse and yeah, there's ads everywhere. And they're like, kind of like standing on this cliff and they're like looking over a city and there are all these ads in the sky. And I've Futurama. seen it. <laughs> yes, this is yes, Futurama, okay. sorry. And I had seen a uh, screenshot of this exact frame on Twitter this past weekend because there was like this big ca campaign in New York City for the Candy Crush 10 year anniversary where they oh got a million <laughs> drones and had giant advertisements for Candy Crush like over the skyline of New York City. Everyone on Twitter was like freaking out about it of like, you know, every inch of our sky is going to be coded in ads and we're going to forget what the stars look like. That's very and, then, and they looked to this Futurama clip. Wow, so relevant. What a timely yeah. episode for us. Yeah, no, I recently made a similar comment where I was like, I can tell that I'm old now because not only do I not understand the metaverse, I think it's dumb. And I'm <laughs> always like, oh, that means that I'm old. Like, I'm not keeping up with the young people. Cam in informs me that I will at some point probably care about it, but I don't know. It seems really? pretty bad. Yeah. That's shocking. He's a metaverse he believer. It. He doesn't care about it at all yet, but he thinks at some point <laughs> he has we will care about suck. it. That's it. I have their VR headset. It was like wow. given to me at some point and I used it twice. Yeah. Well, and so it's just a, it's like a VR headset and uh, it's the one that like Facebook owns. And so I imagine that they just like try to get you into the metaverse, but you can also just like watch YouTube. On it. I use it for two things uh, or maybe three things. I, there's like a handful of demo YouTube videos there's one that was like, oh, we're like flying around the Matterhorn. And it was cool. You can look around. And then, so that was one use of it. And then I tried playing some of the like free games that come with it, which was fine. They're all pretty bad. And then my third use, which was the saddest use and made me then not want to use it anymore. As I said, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to launch. I'm going to sit in my bed. I'm going to put my stupid little headset on. I'm going <laughs> to launch the Netflix app. I'm going to sit in my VR living room in the mountains watching better call Saul just sitting on my bed <laughs> with a screen two inches from my face oh, and, no. <laughs> and i felt horrible at myself they ruined the episode of better call Saul, and i never did it again and now i've never put on the vr headset 
<laughs> oh my god yeah that would do it yeah. that's hilarious i love this um <laughs> okay recently said about the metaverse i was like i look forward to the day where like in this episode they say every piece of information you could ever want is available unless like whatever on their online account and i was like i look forward to the day when you go into the metaverse and you're like okay i need to look up something for school and then you like go to inside the wikipedia library and you have to open a book and it's just yeah like, you have to walk to the wikipedia library in the metaverse <laughs> and then you just open open it up to the like wikipedia entry yeah. or whatever and it'll be just the exact same page as you would have seen online but you have to hold a book to open it i, I mean i honestly could see it ha- like that's what animal crossing is where it's like hey it, you're gonna derive joy by like doing tasks that could be done more efficiently like, uh-huh. you know, uh, all you're doing is like increasing the animal's like happiness meter. Like they could just give mm-hmm. us a sliding bar to do that. So they layer all, in all of these, you know, pleasantries around it. Yes. My brother famously lives and works on a farm, very much enjoys Harvest Moon, which is one of the great joys of my <laughs> okay. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the long day uh, on the farm, he boots up Harvest Moon. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any VR experience or like Yes. This? Yes. So in 2019, I went to one of those like VR cafe places where they have like whatever games are available. This is obviously pre-COVID because everyone was just putting on those same masks. One after <laughs> yeah, the not other. even wiping them down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I actually went there on a date and it was a very fun time. <laughs> and in the moment, I was like, this it's I, happening. I felt- like I was like, yeah, I was like, this is so fun. I played Beat Saber a million yes. times. Yeah, that was one so of the, the dumb games <laughs> I played on my headset before watching Better Call Saul in the in Yeah. The so I really theater. liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. I was pretty good at it. And I was like, I feel like I look pretty cool. And we played a couple of the games that were like first person shooter games. I was less into that. That didn't do it yeah. for me as much. I don't even really like a first person shooter on a console. So I was like, mm, this isn't so much sure. for me. But uh really liked Beat Saber. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I look so cool with my like walking around my arm of the gun or whatever and then I like took off my headset and looked over at the guy I was on the date with and he looked like such a dork and I was yeah, like you, you look like a total fast. dweeb and I was like this yeah. is what I looked like for sure and I was yeah. there being like I guarantee you we look cool we didn't we did not look yeah. cool but we had a very fun time <laughs> as long as that's partners can never one be in the metaverse and one be out of the metaverse you either need to both be in the metaverse at the same yeah. time or both be out of the metaverse and never yeah. interact with each other otherwise I thought they captured this so well in this episode where in the game Fry is like dancing in place, like shooting his hands or whatever. And then it cuts to him like actually in the Planet Express office, like just dancing in place. And he looks like such a dork with his little like mittens and socks and his goggles and helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I suppose good. we should talk about the episode. Uh, they what episode? basically they, they do like two, uh, <laughs> they do like two segments in this VR section. Mm-hmm. They do go look at a lot of porn. Mm-hmm. This is a little bike racy, Alex. It's a little bike racy. Uh, I like it. It's very funny. This, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess this only connects to the plot because Leela meets the Cyclops through mm-hmm. through VR. So yes, I think this qualifies as a bike race. Any any good jokes from, isn't it funny that the internet has porn? Did you like any of that stuff? Not really. I did laugh when they're about to put on the suits and Leela says that they smell like burning rhesus monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, la- I laughed at a Bender pretending to be like a sexy oh, nurse yes. for all the lonely guys and <laughs> and he gets to them to like pay it the lonely guys pay bender to to talk to him and he just says so how about the mix yes uh, as the right sexy nurse mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's like he's i think he says it's like 6.99 an hour or something and yes. or a minute and uh he's like wow you're a dollar naughtier than most it's like yeah how about them nicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah this reminds me of like the 
you know, John Walk is like calling up the sad the like sex hotline service and lost. Yeah. I feel like that's a super dated thing now. I can't, I, I wonder if those still exist. I'm sure they do, but I've not seen a reference to non-VR versions of call a sex hotline. Well, I mean, there's like a billion of them just like a Zoom call. Sure. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all <laughs> it's all like cam girl, you know, it's all like yeah. via via internet, presumably with images. I feel like he'll be fine with me saying this on the podcast. I one time told Jeremy <laughs> that because <laughs> oh because people feel people feel like they know him so well from all yeah. the videos that he makes for work where he's like performing constantly <laughs> oh, and no. people are always like, I feel like I know you so well. I was like, you're basically like a wholesome cam work girl. Work. Like everyone yeah. has a parasocial relationship with you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, get get Jeremy in the metaverse, reading reading books to children. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can have a parasocial relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, so everyone is now tired of porn, and so they, instead they need to indulge their lust for violence, <laughs> and so yes. they are going to go play this game. And uh, Fry, very funny here, where he's like, a video game, you say? Golly gee, you mighty spacemen of the future will have to show me how <laughs> <Yeah>. it works. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asks, is the space pope reptilian? Which I thought was very funny. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that was in reference to. If like, oh, do you want to go play video games or something? But yeah. it's a good line. Yes. Uh, space pope. Yes. Uh, I love that Fry is amazing at this because clearly all he did in the 20th century was play video games. So I love that that yes. carries over. <laughs> the professor keeps like cutting in, telling them to, like, oh, we have like a package to deliver, like get out of VR. And I love one of the things that he he needs them to get out of VR because one of the things that he needs to do is to use the phone. So uh, yes. <laughs> they're still on dial up. Yes. Yeah, like also, I have to make a phone call. And they shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Leela is talking to another Cyclops. And mm -hmm. yeah, and this guy says, I saw you in one of the chat rooms, but you left before I could talk to you. After all these years of searching for another Cyclops, and then Fry shoots <laughs> him and he disappears. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can't really talk shit about this because I was, I was going to ask you like, oh, have you ever had a like romantic relationship from someone online? And uh, I never have had a romantic relationship, but our our relationship is 100% <laughs> online based. So that is like, true. That is a yeah. great point. We were just like, we've been friends longer than most of the people we know. And then we yeah. met exactly one time. Yeah. <laughs> have we met twice? Just once, I think. We've probably been in the same area, the same space more than on one occasion, but like did not make a <laughs> did not make a point of like speaking to each other if that were the case. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. Famously, we were on the same scavenger hunt team, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I, was to, I was about to be like, did we just experience that together? We were on the same team. We won. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was really the most time we spent together in the last like six years. Yeah. And so any other, do you have any other, besides all the podcasting relationships, did you have any other like, oh, this is my online friend type things? Yeah, that's kind of it. Like Kirsten, <laughs> technically, yeah. it would be the other one. Uh, Grace. So yeah, all these podcast people yeah. I really just met that yeah. way. But yeah, not so much. I find it hard yeah. with online only relationships. Yeah, I feel like when I was like a teenager playing video games online, there was like the, oh, I like this guy was, you know, this screen name was in my random, you know, like Call of Duty lobby. I friended him for whatever reason. And I'll like play again with him like a right. month later. <laughs> and like, that's, you know, very, very light. Like, oh, yeah, that's like a name that I recognize. And now we'll like... <laughs> play with this person more even though i know nothing about them but yeah that's about it for me yeah all this re reminded me of laser tag too the game that they're playing, yes which i loved i wish laser tag like blew up more than it ever did 
Yes. Did I already tell? I'm sure I've told my laser tag anecdote on the podcast before. Please tell again. (laughs) Well, for any new listeners, this will be exciting. Not at all. So our school social thing when I was in my master's, I was going to say when I was in grad school, but technically I am there again and always. (laughs) Back at it. Yeah. So when I started my master's, we did a social event where we went and played laser tag and I was doing my master's of <laughs> epidemiology. So several people on the in the group were like medical doctors. Most of them far too busy and important to do this. However, yeah. one of you them... You think they're competitive though. Yeah. Yeah. However, one guy did come with us and at the end of the night, we walked out and like looked at the scoreboard and at the top, it was like T-bone and it turns out it was this doctor who was like, <laughs> yeah, and he just like destroyed everyone by like 100 points more. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, yeah, kids are stupid. They would basically just like <laughs> travel in packs and they would shoot him. And so he'd be done. He'd be done for like a second or yeah, three and seconds or whatever. And then he would just yeah. follow behind them and like get all six. So he's like, for every one, I would get like all six children that would just like travel in packs. <laughs> so yeah, he called himself T-Bone. <laughs> he called himself T-Bone. That's good. I'm sure that that does sound familiar. And I'm sure you have heard my joke that I'm about to tell before because we're doing <laughs> the same bits at each other uh-huh. now. But if I were ever to do some sort of stand up, I think one of my bits, and I've probably stolen this from someone too, but one of my bits would be how I live my life following the laser tag code of conduct at all times, including I will not run, hide or jump. That And how that <laughs> is just a, a rule that I try to follow throughout the rest of my life of like, I don't need to be running. I don't That's need to be jumping. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Or hiding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So they eventually leave this place and we just have like a close up of Leela's face where she is furious and Fry's like, are you still mad at me for ruining your one chance to understand the meaning of your existence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty big deal for Leela. Like this has come up a couple of times in the series of how she's mm-hmm. lived at the orphanarium. She's totally alone. Again, so, yeah, she, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, big deal. She finally has the opportunity to to meet another Cyclops mm-hmm. or yes. has the opportunity before Fry ruined it. Yes. And they are supposed to be delivering a bunch of popcorn to the Cineplex 14 planet. This is a reference to the Canadian company Cineplex. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. Uh, uh, which uh, most of the movie theaters I go to are a Cineplex. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See if they have, there's dirt in them, they're hills playing. <laughs> I should, honestly. Okay, let me look and see real quick uh, what is playing at my nearby Cineplex. Speaking directly to the podcast audience here, Lindsay just cut out about (laughs) two and a half minutes of her doxing herself and then us looking at the movie times close to to where she lives and deciding that there's nothing that good on. So in case Lindsay did not cut that out, sorry to have to recap that, but if Lindsay did cut that out, that's what you missed. <laughs> I definitely did. Um, anyway, okay. So, yeah, they decide that they are going to deliver this popcorn. And then all of a sudden, Alcazar, who is the guy who Leela saw, he appears, he calls, and he's like, I wrote down your screen name before I was dispatched by that oafish moron. <laughs> Good uh, online investigation of being able to like, track her down and get her phone number or her ship's phone number, you know, just based off a screen name. That's, yeah. that's good work. Yes, impressive. And so he's like, coordinates will follow with directions to your home planet. And Leela immediately is like, never mind, and just dumps all the popcorn and it makes its own little galaxy shape. Yes, very nice. Which is incidentally the logo for Cineplex. (laughs) In some Canadian cities, we won't say which. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so they go there immediately. And I love this so much where Alcazar is like, 
our home. This is the planet of Cyclopia. This is the capital, Cyclops City. We are the last remaining Cyclops. Stop me if I'm going too fast for you. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no, we got it so far. We're good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yes, Bender immediately starts stealing things. They're seeing that mm-hmm. all the statues are all Cyclops. Is Cyclops? A thing that I was thinking as we were going through this episode was, I think this episode suffers a little bit from sitcom energy of everything mm-hmm. has to return to the same thing every time where it's just like i'm watching this episode knowing that there's something shady going down yeah. there's not going to be anything real or impactful about Lila meeting this guy i don't know it's just like i wonder if there's a world in which and maybe future will do this with their with their newer episodes or i know like south park started to do like season-long arcs and stuff but i wonder if there's a world where it's like okay, Lila like actually meets the Cyclopses and that's just like a thing that we can access now. We can like, that can be a part of her story. We can still get all the jokes about Cyclopses and the Cyclops planet. Maybe this guy is a scumbag anyways or whatever. But like a thing that I was a little bit frustrated by watching this episode is like, oh, we like know nothing. This is all nothing at the end of the day. I think that's a fair point because you're probably not going to be like, anyway, Lila lives on a different planet now. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I don't think I had really been thinking about it, but it's a it's definitely a fair point where you're like something. I, I thought happening. about it just because I yeah, I felt the ick of like who mm-hmm. this guy's weird, he's sketchy, and it's like I don't know if I would have felt that if the show was of a format where things could actually happen. Yes, no, that's a great point. Yeah, basically they start talking about the origin story of how this all happened and initially Alcazar is like no it's like simply too tragic I can't talk about it so yes. later that night oh I guess he also introduces the Forbidden Valley at some point also yes, <laughs> yes. just uh I mean I guess that's also something that give that puts your puts your alarm bells up of like totally. a very mysterious forbidden area that nobody's allowed to go to yes exactly and Fry's like can I like go be in there and Leela hits him and she's like that's offensive to our people right <laughs> like, yes <laughs> yeah yeah, Alcazar says, I hope you don't think less of me because I live in a giant castle. <laughs> yeah, act one, Alcazar, great guy. Love mm-hmm. it, love that dude. <laughs> yes, he says, this is where I eat my simple meals and dream my lonely dreams. And yes. it's too sad to talk about his origin stories. But later mm-hmm. that night, Leela hears him crying and they have to go back to his room, which also I was like, hmm, sketchy. And he's like, come yeah. into my room so I can tell you this sad story. Yeah, and he says he gets her to like take off the jacket that she's wearing by saying our people don't like to be hot, which I thought was a funny yes. line, but him it just is. being a creep. Yeah, yeah, he says uh, it's chilly and you're going to be all wet from the tears. Let's go into my room. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, yeah, you look a little hot. You can take off your jacket. Our people don't like to be hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It turns out they were attacked by the eyeless mole people of Subterra 3 who grew jealous of our visual prowess and fired missiles in all directions. <laughs> One of the 40 planets hit was ours. Yes, kind of Superman vibes here. He says they they put a baby in like a rocket and sent her away. Leela said, I used to be that baby. It might have been me. Yes. And it turns out Alcazar was employed as a pool cleaner at the time when he emerged from retrieving a dead possum. He was the only one left. <laughs> yeah. A bit of an age gap here where they had just fired off baby Leela. That's a great call. I did not think of that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. He's probably like at least 16 years older than her. <laughs> Yeah, if he was working a, a, pool, a pool boy shift, yeah, maybe he's mm-hmm. 16 to 20 years older than her. Yeah, I would think so. It's quite an age gap. And yeah. so Leela's basically like, oh, we could repopulate the earth. And basically, as soon as they get it on, this guy turns into an asshole. <laughs> yes. I Again, I love Scumbag. Like, I thought all of this was very funny of his horrible <laughs> friends, him being the, the worst person in the world. I, I kind of appreciated going from zero to 100 in terms of the reveal of him being a complete scumbag. 
Yes, it, it is funny too how he's like, make me some pancakes. The pans are in the attic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the kitchen is in the in the basement and the pans are in the attic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so what is your awareness of Married to the Children? Is this any of this land or is this another OJ situation? Uh, just the Simpsons of flushing the toilet, uh, Al. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that, that's it. Yes, I'm sure when we talked about that episode, we talked about our Married with Children experience. I have seen a lot of it. My father was very into it. So yeah. I have watched a ton of Married with Children, like a weird amount, probably, especially for the age in which I would have been watching it. <laughs> yeah. is it, Did you did you like it? Is it good? Or is it just like a... I liked it in the way that kids like things that their parents like, where you sure. want them to accept you. And you're like, I think this is funny, too. Like, I was probably like seven when I was watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> so tons of jokes would have gone over my head like i don't even remember what some of the lines were yeah one of them was like can't you let the little guy out it's like twice in one day think of all of the current seven-year-olds whose parents are like like let's watch like bojack horseman and you're gonna have to pretend to like it for (laughs) for me seven-year-old and they're gonna be like and then you know 20 years later they're gonna be like oh my dad made me watch bojack yes exactly (laughs) yeah no i feel like it was important that i watched all these things very young but also i'm like i definitely didn't get what i was watching it is very formative i mean yes (laughs) it's like a reason why we're talking to each other we're both watching like nick and night and watching (laughs) stupid stupid shows this is not an OJ thing, though. I feel like it's a, it's appropriate for TV shows to be, like, kind of intrigued by other TV shows. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't feel left out because of that. But I feel left out of, like, OJ's not a sitcom and it's not something <laughs> funny. Why is everyone making fun of it, you know? Yeah. I also <laughs> feel like we would be remiss. And I'm sure we, the maybe I should say nothing because this would trigger people into sending us emails. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that they are doing this because Katie Segal plays that character on yes. Married Children. <laughs> So. Yes, good call. And yeah, and so they, they do the animation of Lilo looking just like Katie Seagal there with like the big yes. hair and the, mm-hmm. the Pig. shoes and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And famously, Alcazar wants to be called Al. So. so also, he's being a real douche where he's like, okay, I guess if you complain about any of this, then I guess the relationship's not going to work out and we're going to be the only cyclopes left. Right, really guilt tripping Lilo into this. Yeah. Alcazar says at one point that Leela should take Fry a taco because he has been, <laughs> he was caught trying to get into the Forbidden Valley. And so now he's in prison and in the next in scene. In the dungeon, see, yeah. Yeah, we do see in the next scene that he is in the dungeon with a literal taco. So it's like, yeah. it's funny to me that that's what she made for him. Yeah, I love they they really commit to putting Fry in the dungeon, just kind of like mm-hmm. peeking out of his little his little grate for like the rest of the episode. Like Fry yes. remains in the episode for most of this and has like a lot of dialogue <laughs> and a lot of interaction, but it's all through a tiny little dungeon hole. Yes, I think it's really funny. And he's like eating his dinner through there. It's good stuff. <laughs> he, this is when we're introduced to the horrible rats and pigs and they're mm-hmm. being like the live studio audience of like hooting yes. and hollering at like them, you know, being sassy to each other. Yes, I'm sure this line is not acceptable anymore, but I did laugh. I'm just going to say it. I thought it was funny when <laughs> Fry's like, he treats you horribly. And she's like, Fry, if it's obvious to you with your learning disability that it's obvious to you. <laughs> I also laughed at that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not supposed to laugh at this. But <laughs> yeah, but nice just that like, Leela knows. Leela is not like totally brainwashed by this man. Like mm-hmm. she, she knows that this is not a good situation. Yes. Yeah. And she says, uh, but he might treat me terribly, but I can't let this be the end of the Cyclops race. So I have to commit yeah. to this, even if it means a lifetime of, lifetime of unhappiness. And then she just like immediately changes her mind because he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then he proposes and she says, yes. 
Yes. I have more Fry in the dungeon stuff. Fry mm. realizes that he doesn't need, let, need to let his waste drop wherever he could put it in the corner <laughs> after Leela suggests that. Yes, very good. The corner. Yeah, it's very <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, because everyone... So, like, Leela has pivoted dramatically where she was like, I have to have a lifetime of, lifetime of unhappiness. Then she's like, never mind, I'm going to dump him at dinner. And then he proposes. And she's like, yes, fine. And then everyone yes. shows up for the wedding. And he basically, Leela gives him champagne or something, and he goes to uncork it, and the cork hits the door release, and he manages to escape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, this is Fry. Leela mm-hmm. hands him the champagne to, like, yes. beat the door down or something. He's trying He's to just, like, trying to be happy for me or something. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Fry gets out of there. Yes. So then he gets out and he tries to get Bender to help him look for stuff. And Bender's like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I've stolen enough. And Bryce <laughs> like, snap out of it. And then he decides to help after all. Yeah. Bender doesn't have a ton to do in this episode. He's just kind of stealing everything in sight. And that's about it. True. We've had two very Bender heavy episodes. And this is quite Bender light. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So then everyone's there for the wedding. Zweidberg is crying because the pig is wearing the same sandals as him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, they ride these weird lizard creatures into the Forbidden Valley. This is Bender and Fry. And they see four identical castles, each more identical than the last. <laughs> yes, each one has like statues of not Cyclops, but I guess. Is there a, is there a word for a, like Pentaclops? Pentaclops. What is, what, is the, what is the Psy derivation there? Yeah, I don't know. This is like a Greek thing, right? Cyclops word origin. Etymology Greek. corner. Yes. Okay. Greek ops for I, and okay, interesting. Uh, Puklos. I don't know how that gets to be psi, but that means circle. So it's circle, circle I. Cool. So educational. But people with two eyes have circle eyes. Come on, Greek. I I guess this is just like one round one in the middle. I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, so they see one that has five <laughs> eyes and they're like, I don't know, something's going on here. And then yeah. the, we cut back to the wedding and just as they're about to get married, Leela kind of hesitates and then Fry brings in all of the other four women that this guy was supposed to marry today, one of which has five <laughs> eyes, one is like a rhinoceros woman, one is some weird like thread creature. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I love that he says he's doing the weddings on the same day because of the cost of wrecking a tuxedo that can change shape. Yes, because he has been making himself look like each of their different species so that he can repopulate with them and they can clean his five castles. And (laughs) it turns out he's this weird cricket creature. (laughs) Yes, he's a small little cricket. Very fitting with the the gross rat and pig of just Mm -hmm. like another, another small little gross creature. Yes. Yeah. And so they conclude on one final very peg bundy line it's like why didn't you change form in the one place that counts yeah, every, everyone laughs yeah <laughs> and Lila thanks fry and the professor says in the decades you'll be working for me making up for that shipment of popcorn you destroyed you'll have plenty of time to search for your true home and they say how many planets could there be and look out at all the many many stars yeah good episode very good episode i really love it i hope horrible rat couple comes back uh they're my favorite <laughs> I <laughs> like it's so funny that you love them so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just empathize with kind of gross people sitting in the live studio audience and, and living life and loving it. Yes, that's <laughs> very fair. Winners and losers. I think the loser is probably Alcazar because he got caught here. He does get caught. He does get dunked on at the end of saying, why didn't he change form where it counts? 
Bender seems to get away with all that stuff. <laughs> Bender gets away with a lot of stuff. Fry has to shit in the corner for a while. That's not great. Not even in the corner. <laughs> yeah, just wherever. Yeah, I mean, I guess Alcazar. Yeah, so Alcazar's the loser. I think Bender's the winner with all his stolen stuff. Okay, I'm good with that. Good job, yeah. Bender. <laughs> and next week, I have already told you what this one is called because we will hopefully get Jeremy for it, but TB oh, yes. has not responded to my text. So, Jeremy, if you're listening, what the hell? All right. Uh, <laughs> Hazel's out there already down, already trying to download the episode. Honestly, yes. <laughs> so this episode is called How Hermes Requisitioned His Groove Back. Do you, you remember this episode? Uh, Hermes bureau- Bureaucracy episode. Probably some Jamaica <laughs> stuff in there. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the above <laughs> as like hermes origin story maybe i don't know or how he got his group back so what's wrong he he can't file paperwork fast enough anymore and has to go be better at bureaucracy for some this, reason this is very good an iconic yes. all-time guess so very good <laughs> yes and i think this is like probably the first real hermes episode we've had we had a little bit of yeah, him in so. the limbo story during the titanic episode yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's really the only characterization that I've gotten at all of Hermes. So I guess, yeah, interested to see what they do with him. Yeah, apparently this episode came out on April 2nd, 2000. So 22 years old. So wow. <laughs> really Damn. up to the minute here. Anyway, yes. Okay, so with that, Alex, how can people get in touch with us? Yeah, send us emails at podoftomorrow at gmail.com. Yeah, still still just spam corner over there. So send us an email. <laughs> you could try to pretend to be spam and see if we uh, click on your links or not. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I almost fell for Dick's Sporting Goods the other day. Oh, my God, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're a menace. So that's a great email address. And then the pot of tomorrow at twit on Twitter, not a parody account, a real account with a $8 <laughs> blue check mark, et cetera, et cetera. Elon yes. Musk jokes incredible yes so you can hear more from me over on bojack horse pod we just finished season one of two gun birdie so that just got canceled also so like 20 <laughs> yeah. more episodes of that so that's a little awkward <laughs> yeah so 20 more episodes did you have of that to season. deal with it like did you have to deal with the actress being canceled and then all no stuff, or have you not done that yet so we just learned about it, or I just learned about it for the first time a few days ago, and Kirsten had heard yeah. of it, but was unprepared to talk about it. She hadn't heard much of it, and it's so dark that we were just like, yeah. you know what, we're going to leave this to the pros, and yeah. we're just going to wrap up the show and call it yeah, a day. It's still on. a wonderful yeah. show. We're very sad that that has tainted yeah. it. So, yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so in the meantime, you can send us an email, tweet at us, whatever. And we will be back next week to talk about season ratings. two. Episode. Give us ratings oh, yeah. and yep. subscribe and all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we will be back next week to talk about season two, episode 14. How Hermes with Jeremy maybe. Back. With Jeremy maybe. And if he's not here, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone.